Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Herbert. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Welcome back to the show, Giannis Pappas. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Good to see you. Do you again. have any nicknames? I got plenty of them. Robo Cheese Man, Yanni Long Days. Uh, Let's start with Robo Cheese Man. Give yeah. me the origin story. So Robo Cheese Man was my uh, nickname in high school. Nice. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was a class clown. I used to run around, tuck my, you know, tuck my dick and balls between my legs, run around and, and I scream. figured that's what you meant when you started to say tuck my. Yeah. There's only one. There's only one thing you could do. Yeah. Or if you're Greek, it's tucking your eyebrows. Dude. So you see, if I let them free, they're a little bigger. They're yeah. more caterpillary. But if I tuck them in, I actually wow. call it tucking in your Greek eyebrows. So if you just, you kind of do that, they, I look a little more handsome. I'm almost handsome. You're good. You're good. I'm, I'm almost. That's what, and that's another one of my nicknames, Yanni Almost. Because <laughs> I'm like almost handsome, almost in shape. Sure. Almost a bunch of stuff. Uh, guys are great with dishing out nicknames. Did somebody give you Robo Cheese Man or Robo- was it self-inflicted? Yeah, my friend Dominic, when I was little, used to call me Cheesy Skeezy because it used to be Jan Ski. And then somehow it turned into Robo Cheese Man, probably through a lot of marijuana abuse. So yeah. At some point... We would smoke weed, and I just started calling myself the Robo Cheese Man. People thought it was funny, and then my basement was called the Robo Lounge, where we'd go down there and we'd smoke weed and finger pop. It was great. Finger pop? Finger pop, yeah. How come nobody's come out with, like, a calling something finger pop? It's a great, like, a, there should be, like, an ice cream bar or something or a candy called finger pop. For sure, and that's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. I thought maybe, what is it uh, attached to? I don't know. Did you know how to Sounds finger like correctly when you were little? Dirty sex move. Uh, no. Yeah, because I used to just push like I was pushing an elevator. A thousand button. percent. Yeah, and it was That's, all wrong. Oh, yeah. And no but girl also, just said, hook it No and girl said, yeah. do this instead of that. Yeah, I had to learn that from a French guy in porn who just fucking makes him squirt. Oh, yeah. Is this a G-rated? What, is, what are we doing? No, we're, this is, I mean, yeah. you know, at this point, yeah, I was going to shift gears to like, what's your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> but now I think we can go ahead and. Yeah, no, because no, I don't know. Right. I mean, you, you, no, you played the young rock, so I don't know who's watching this at this no, point. No, no, no. This is, we're, we're open. Do open they tune in? Do you think they tune into podcasts? I don't know. I think it's a different audience. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. it's, you're getting a strong family, uh, you know, uh, demo. Yeah. And I'm, you know, my demo spans the gamut, but I would say it's more people that aren't watching network TV. Are you fucking Seattle's favorite comic right now? I don't know. I yeah. definitely feel like I rep the city. You rep hard. hard. Yeah. And it's not, uh, but I've been doing it from the get go. Even on CW's mad TV one season, CW, you fucked it up. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, I wore my Mariners hat like ever at the end of every show, yeah. and people were like, "Dude, you got to like, we get it. You know, you wear flannel, you wear the S hat, yeah. You know, I like that though. I respect a guy who reps where he you know, like. I hate when I meet people and they're like, I'm from outside Seattle, and they're like, I'm like, who's your football team? They're like the, the Cowboys, and I like the Reds. It's like, dude, rep where you're from. That's your tribe. 
You know, Sean Kemp is your dude. Yeah. You know? Just chatted with him at his weed store in Seattle. He's I know. A, that's the dream, is to be... To uh, have kids all over the nation? Yes. And then... <laughs> dude. Yeah. I mean, he's like Joseph Smith. He, uh, he could start a religion right now. See, I always... Called hear, fucking on the road. I, dude, I once saw... Do you have any kids in other cities? Me? Yeah. Because you're a good-looking, handsome kid with good hair. I don't think so. Yeah. But I feel like uh, we've all had our, our moments. Yeah. Um, you don't have any kids right now, do you? I have one kid with a, with a wife. You just had the kid? Just had the kid. How old? Six months. Wow. Yeah. Is sleep just a fucking... No, you know, that's what, that's what they all say. That's what everyone... like. That's all... why I asked. I feel like every guy that has had a kid in the, that's five months or younger is like, dude, sleep. Kiss that goodbye, dude. Yeah. That's like the cliche kind of parent warning. Yeah. They all go, oh, man, you're never going to sleep again. But what they don't tell you is if you have a wife that votes Republican, they do most of the work. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to continue to do your thing, get a Republican wife. Oh, man. Because you Democratic, you know, they're just going to be like, I'm going to work, too. Yeah. And, like, you should breastfeed the baby. Whoa. You should breastfeed the baby while I go fucking. You have tits, too. Yeah, you should fucking. It's unfair. I'll work, and you fucking cook. <laughs> and it's just a headache. So if you get it, just a nice girl that votes to the right. Good for you. She does most of the work. So my life hasn't changed all that much. That's I've awesome. been in Austin for four years. Yeah. And the, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even met the baby yet. It's only five months yeah. old. I haven't even met that baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you a uh, are you a poster of the baby on Instagram? You know, see, you see some people posting yeah. pics. You also see some people posting pics attached with other promotional items. No, dude, where, that is where I'm like, yo, I think you had that baby for the likes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pathetic. I do not do that. Yeah, um, it's kind of like cheating. It's like too much crowd work if you're a comic. Yeah. Going like, okay, dude, everyone yep. laughs if you talk to them. Yeah. It's like, if you post your baby, everyone's no going to give it lights. It's going to get attention. Once in a while, if you're having a slow three posts in a row, <laughs> slip a baby in Mix there. Mix it up. Yeah, throw a baby in there. It's get a smart Get move. the algorithm cooking a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's why I had the baby, really. It's just... <laughs> Just a just a safety algorithm cooker. Yeah. Yeah, but no, some people post it. It's like the family... It's like the family show of showing your ass. It is. It's like if a hot girl, if you have a, if you're a hot girl and you're on the gram, guaranteed 100k. If you got a cute kid or a dog and you're posting it, you're guaranteed 20 20k. Yeah, because pussy's stronger than cute dogs. Was that your high school yearbook quote? That is exactly what my senior. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. If you go to my page, hashtag and it's Robo just Cheese Man. Robo Cheese Man. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, definitely something to be said about when you find like accounts for dogs that have more followers than you yeah um i when i first got going i somehow stumbled upon mark sorry i'm Wahlberg. drinking this fucking texas no, water everything's what like is it? here's a canteen man i know dude I don't know. everything's where did you get that from just a gas from station? xander from my cousin everyone thinks he's my cousin now so let's just go with it he's my brother he's my father and my son because of the last name yeah just we're two how pappas many, boys how many greek pappases are there it's like johnson gotcha yeah or steinberg it's uh, just common. Who was that for? I mean, I, I assume. Oh, yeah, Ray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I met a kid last night who said his last name was Ray. Are you of the tribe? You're of yeah. the tribe. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. my dad's last name is Ray. Mom's the Jew. Uh -huh. That's how I soaked it up. I met a Ribstein last night. Uh -huh. And I jokingly was like, you're Jewish, right? He's like, because of my face. And I was like, I mean, I, now that you bring it up, yeah. But also, I just, I don't know, though. I'm getting a, a vibe. Yeah. And he was like, my last name is Ribstein. And I was like, haven't even heard, but that's so... <laughs> I love when I hear a name that's just so Jewy. Yeah. You know? It's almost like they took a word and just threw Steen on it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Bookstein. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question real quick? Please. Because I'm a big fan. Yeah. Oh, man. With the amount of talent that you have, <laughs> you're a talented kid. Thanks, man. Right? Like, like you got likewise. the, you know. Huh? Likewise. I mean, but big, no, you're big ta- like, could you, you could not have done anything but comedy and acting. Like, wouldn't that be weird if you were, like, selling a car and then you just broke into, like, a perfect fucking Robert Downey Jr.? I mean, that, that would be weird <laughs> if you were just, like, selling sobs and then you just were, like, and, and people were like, how come you don't do comedy? You're like, hey, man, I love selling cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like Dude, you were I want you in that do- Hyundai Tucson more than I want to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, uh, you were like, boy, there's nothing else you could do. No, I even the times when I've uh, thought about or you know when the the doubt creeps in and you're just like, fuck, man, maybe it's just gonna, you know, even the the, the first few uh, cool things I got to do, I was like, man, what if this is it? What if like, you don't fucking know? And then I'm just like, well, right, what else would I? What would be the thing I would transition into? Like, yeah, just, do it, pull the Kevin Bacon and start a band? Or, um, but I guess he still works, so that's just more of a passion project. But, you know, something just to, and I, I can't even think of it. It yeah. used to be a teacher because I did so much stuff, like, you know, community service or teaching at my uh, temple growing up. And, and so I was like, but, but even that, I just wouldn't. Uh, You'd be too talented to be a teacher. Well, it's just too fun also yeah. i just can't think of anything other than what we do well if you were do. a teacher i would be i would be i would be like the rabbi there and i would have a talk with you i'd be like adam we have to have a talk <laughs> what's up rabbi I, yeah i know you love i know you love teaching dude i love it these kids are great man i, I, I wake up in the morning i think about i'm gonna make their lives better it's it'll be great. called good will Hunt, it's a good will hunting but the jewish temple version <laughs> Where I'm going, Adam, you got to get out of here. I'm sorry. I love you. I know what you do. But let me be honest with you. If you're here tomorrow, if you're here tomorrow, I'll, I will fucking sugar you. I will shinuga you myself. <laughs> you go I'll make be, something to yourself. I will circumcise you again. <laughs> By the yeah. way, I didn't realize circumcisions happen so, uh, can happen later. Like, yeah. Which is traumatizing. Yeah. As a baby, that seems like the move. Do anything to me at a baby. I'm not yeah. going to remember it. I'm circumcised. I know the Jews been circumcising for thousands of years. I prefer the look. A thousand I think percent. it's a chicer look. Yeah. But in retrospect now, do you ever think like maybe we've cha- like it, it would feel better with the with the hood? With you the think it's coming around? You think like kind of the, the way that people are like, you know, uh, you know, um, improv stuff. But you know how there's a, uh, you know, always like a changing of the guard. So it's yeah. like, you think that's going to come back? It could come back in style, dude. I mean, look at women are dressing, you know, they're dressing like Annie Hall now. They're dressing more like Diane Keaton. That came back to wearing those big stupid hats and baggy jeans and it's disappointing. <laughs> it's they're, a look. Yeah, they look like skateboarders. I want the tight jeans, be able to make out certain things. What is your favorite look? Ah, jean shorts on my wife. On my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Je- Where's my on my wife yeah. pants? <laughs> Where's the on my wife <laughs> Anytime you say it, you just yeah. go to the other. Yeah. yeah, fucking Daisy Dukes Whoa, are, are, are the jam. Yeah, I don't think they ever, uh, nobody ever said like, hey, can we move on from these? Oh, but can I we forgot. extend them down the leg? I like Daisy Dukes on 60 and over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 60 and over. By the way, you bring up a great point. Yeah. Is there someone, like I know people have hall passes, right? Yeah. Or celebrity, like if you meet this person, I don't know if you and your wife have that. If you had to have one, but it had to be over 60, that was the only way she let you get away with it. 
because I know I've heard you talk about Stamos at great length. Yeah. And, you know, I was dating a girl who was working in New York as a page for NBC, and she was working the SNL party, and it was tough because it was like I just graduated. We both just graduated. She's over there. I'd be, was just starting to maybe think about stand up. So I'd basically be waiting up with the time change till it was like, you know, be 1 a.m. her time and, and waiting up to talk to her just to, you know, and this one time she's like on the phone, she's like, I gotta go, like, John Stamos wants to talk to me. And I was like, oh, cool, tell him. And then she just goes, I gotta go, click. And I literally am just like, I bet he was already inside of her. She, before she even hung up. And it wouldn't have even been him making the move. She would have just put herself on yep. him. She, yeah. she would have just plugged herself in like a socket. He's that charismatic. Met him at the Laugh Factory once. Thought I was gay right after that. Uh, and I don't even remember what I said. He was just like, he's like, have a good show, man. I was like, enjoy your eyes. And he was like, what? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> I just said, enjoy getting to look back at those. Yeah, and, uh, he's a handsome kid. So that's too young, that's younger than 60. So she wouldn't get that and you wouldn't get that. Right. That's um, funny though, if you gave each other a hall pass, but it had to be something. Yeah, there's an 60. age. Uh, Jane Fond is getting smoked. Wow. Yeah, I am cleaning her like a cat. Good for you. That's I am a great. Cracking her open and cleaning. <laughs> Jane Fonda looks good, dude. I think she's like 80. She might be older. She, it, I mean, she is hot. Is there yeah. any way to pull her up or no? Do we don't yeah, do that on the George, show? George, you mind pulling up? I uh, mean, fucking present day Jane Fonda will get cracked. Present day, yeah. Yeah. And then while we're at it, you know, let's, let's take a look at the before and after. Yeah. You know, let's go ahead and- Well, that's and, not Jane Fonda. That's not Jane Fonda. Wow. I mean, that's weird. That's weird that that's what you get off to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Female MMA fighters with uh, with forehead knots. All right, give me Jane Fonda now. All right, here we go. This is Jane Fonda now. She's holding up, yeah. dude. I mean, wow. look, dude, how old is she? She's like 80-something. There's a before and after for you. I mean, you. both will get smoked. What did that say that says she got plastic surgery? Yeah, yeah. everybody does. <laughs> Tom Cruise has uh, worked on I'm yeah. sure. yeah. I mean, how would you not? Yeah. If you're doing all your own stunts, and also, like, I don't know, there's got to be something in the Scientology world where they're like... I think when you get those thetans out, yeah. like, your spirit stays <laughs> fresh. <laughs> He's got the thetans out, yeah. What do you think about all that? Uh, Scientology? Yeah. I support it 100%. For real? I support all those things. Yeah. Like, that is, like, if you get... If you can get people... If your name's Ron, and you can get people to follow your religion, and it's about a spaceship and aliens... So funny. If you follow anyone with an ordinary name, I tip my hat to that person who made you follow him. Like, if you're a Mormon and you just followed a dude out west whose name is Joe, yeah. who told you he was Jesus, yeah. hats off, Joe. You got, you're a fucking good leader. <laughs> Would Sam. you follow a, na- a guy named Steve who said he started a religion? Would you go fuck? He'd be like, hey, all we got to do is march all the way across country and you can have all the wives you want. All the wives you want would be attempting. Yeah. But I mean, if his name was Steve, you're going like, your name's Steve, dude. No, I'm going the other yeah, way. I trust Jesus because he's got a fucking cool name. Yeah. Jesus, Muhammad, Muhammad, those are cool fucking names. Even Sam, Toucan Sam. People Toucan. followed him because he was like, yo, there's some tasty treats in that bush. Yeah. Follow my nose. And yeah. they're like, all right, I think you mean blow, but either way. <laughs> Even Koresh, Dave Koresh yeah. has a good kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'd follow like Sam Cassell. Hilarious. Be like, that's a good name. That's He's a, a basketball player. But yeah, 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 like if you had a name like Sam, Sam uh, Reverend Sam Cassell. I'd so, be like, you, so you think Ron... Joe Smith? <sighs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I wouldn't follow it. He's also a bust guy. from fucking Maryland. There are certain names I think you uh, see and you go, oh, you're wasting it if you're not an athlete. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Dikembe Mutombo yeah. could only play basketball. Yeah. You ever notice that about baseball names? How like baseball names, you're going like, have you ever met a Wade Boggs? <laughs> By the way, these there's so many great 80s baseball names yeah. that sound like just the first like super dirty, like pre-Me Too movement sex 
positions, moves, things you would go to like <laughs> downtown Vegas for, like getting a Wade Boggs yeah. or a Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, did you pull a Steve Sachs on her? <laughs> Dude, you can get a Todd Zeal and a Brett Saberhagen for 40 bucks yeah. at, that, at that parlor. Yeah. Dude, there's a Ron, have you ever met a Ron Guidry? <laughs> Like some of the names are like Goose Gossage. Goose Gossage. Who's got a last name Gossage? Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry. They're like baseball names. Yeah. Craig Nettles. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's like uh, they're born. Ken of, Caminiti. Ken Caminiti. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. One MVP season. Um, when he did steroids. one MVP, then R.I.P. It yeah. was. It was. It was really <laughs> went from one acronym. He ran the gamut on those acronyms. Yeah. Dude, those those roids are no joke though. Fuck, man. I mean, for sure, the same way that. Um, you know, probably concussions take a toll on NFL guys. The roids are probably, I don't know. Do you think McGuire's going to see, like, do you think he's going to hit 70? or No way. Whatever number he hit for home runs, which was, I think, 70, and, yeah. like, something's just going to click, and they, steroids are going to be like, karma's a bitch, baby. Yeah. You use it to get to 70, but now that we're here in life, time to take away. Yeah, that, it's ironic because, like, um, well, not ironic, but it's just wild because that's what brought baseball back. A thousand and it was percent. just 100% cheating. It seems like baseball needs to make some changes to make that sport more exciting. Yes. Uh, can I ask you a question? Please. If there was steroids for comedy to make you like quicker, wow. would you do it? Adderall. 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 Yeah. Adderall do you take cocaine? Uh, I don't. I've never done it. Yeah. Um, no, but if it wasn't just opposed. Adderall, it was like it was like. I hear you. A Comedy specific. Dude, I hear you, man. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, look, I'll I'll have a uh, an energy drink every now and then, but I don't think that makes you better that yeah. just gives you i mean so something that just sharpens you in to where like you're not missing a beat yeah at all yeah like you're hitting every ball i'm just saying like if it's for the fans right wow shit like that's a great question you know maybe, what i mean because like the fans that brought baseball back i mean sure those guys dick trunk and they'll have a ken caminiti's dead yeah because of it but like if we're thinking about the fans and the performance and bringing it having the best show possible you want a guy coming up there Taking swings. That looks like fucking, you know, Mr. Olympian. Just and the thing in his hand is a stick, and he's just. And if you go to, a, <laughs> if you for go all to, my improv space work, uh, you know, <laughs> and if you go to a comedy club, you want the most coked yeah. up. You do. Yeah, you, you want, want Robin some, Williams up there. Just you do. Yeah, you don't want a guy leaning against the wall going. So what else is going Looking on? Down at the notepad, leaning on the yeah. Yeah. So if we're thinking about the fans, dude, like it's really selfish that we don't. We don't sacrifice more, more yeah. of ourselves. Wow. And I our mean, health. look, I think if I keep smoking weed and and uh, things do start to kind of slip, yeah. yeah, for sure I would I would consider that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it would be Adderall, right? But then can you take Adderall when you're like 50 and 60? Is it not safe? Adderall is, I think, Adderall is like, uh, it seems like it's um, just like it's lower level of cocaine. They're all levels of cocaine, right? Yeah. It's like if you're going to do it, do it right. I mean, don't have a Coke, Coca-Cola. Yeah. You know, that's a little jolt. Let me have a cup of coffee. Go do a, blow a line. You're looking for a pick-me-up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you're, you're just doing like versions of what you really want to do. You said Greeks drink coffee like, I can't remember what the analogy was, but that's like. Like Floridians do bath salts. Wow. I think I said, yeah. yeah. That's very funny. I'm always picking on Florida. Rightfully so. Yeah. Dude, it's, Florida is the same place where a guy ate somebody's face on bath salts, which, by the way, the fact that we just brush that to the side still is so crazy to me, but also shows you how much fucked up shit happens in this country on a daily basis where everyone's just like, yeah, dude, every now and then someone eats a face. That's where we live. Yeah. Uh, the gator eating the kid at Disney World. Yeah. There was a story once I read. He said to do a bit about this chick. There was front page on CNN.com about halfway down. She stabbed her boyfriend in the stomach because he farted on his head. <laughs> Uh, she farted on, he farted on her head 
like that was a story that and also I'm like those stories are probably happening way more often yeah they just and who's the one that gets to decide that they go print it yeah you know what I'm saying because and who's the one bring who's the journalist being like yo I just heard there was a guy fart on the chick's head she stabbed him in the stomach he's in the ER right now they're like yeah yeah put that up versus I don't know another you know Kardashian you know filter fiasco yeah it's when I I had a uh, I had a show on this network called Fusion that like lasted a year and uh, it was like a news program. I was like the comic relief and there was like two real journalists. Oh, nice. And we were in Florida. But it was, was in cool. Miami. So I pitched a segment. The Daily Show, I think, ended up doing it a couple years later too. Whoa. But I'm not saying they took it because it's like, it's, it's, it's there for the taking. Sure. So the segment was uh, like, we would go, what the Florida? Like it was like, what the fuck, but Florida? Nice. And it was all local stories. So we like, and, and it was the gift that didn't stop giving. I mean, anytime you search for like, Florida local news. Yeah. It was like, you know, some woman broke into a fast food restaurant to steal chicken nuggets and left. <laughs> or like, it was the weirdest shit. Yeah. And uh, it only seems to happen there. It only seems to happen in Florida. What is it? I think like Florida's like America's penis, dude. It just makes <laughs> bad decisions, you know? <laughs> it's like Texas is the balls, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like California's like the anxiety. <laughs> and like New York's like the brains. And yeah. like Florida is Vegas like- Vegas is the tits. Yeah, New York and- uh, Boston, MIT, that's like the brains. Yeah, yep. Vegas is the tits. Yeah. And uh, the Seattle. stomach is like the Midwest. Fucking, you know. Hilarious. Yeah, what is like, Seattle? Where do you put Seattle and Oregon? Seattle. The Northwest. I don't know, dude. What would Seattle be? The, the, the tears? Hilarious. The tears. Wow. Because it cries. Yeah. I'm not taking offense to that because we're very sad. <laughs> the tears, yeah. And but, it cries. But the yeah. sadness has produced a lot of greatness. A lot of greatness. You know? The bad weather has contributed to some of the greatest athletes. You're musicians. looking at one of them right here. Hilarious. Yeah, Seattle. Uh, were you a big grunge guy? Uh, dude, uh, yeah. I mean, I was. I grew up on hip hop in New York. Oh yeah. But Nirvana was like the. They were like, what would what would be the equivalent in hip hop that like made the made grunge pop? I mean, Nirvana is what like turned people who were into other music. Yeah. Onto what was going on in Seattle. Yeah. I mean that dude. Think about that, Dave. David Grohl um, was the drummer of that band. I know. That's wild, dude. So he he. Uh, I was in Australia with Adam Devine and we went, we had a day off and we were like, well, what's there to do? And so I just look up, I'm like, oh, there's probably, there's a big stadium here, there's probably a concert here. It's Foo Fighters and Weezer. Adam's like, oh, I know the manager for Foo Fighters. I go, of course you do. He's like, I just did a Blink-182 music video, same manager. I was like, of course they are. So we go, get the full treatment, we hang out with them afterwards and then we're leaving all drunk and, and by the way, three and a half hour show of just a true rock star, no quit, could have done another two hours. Really? Just crushing it, looking side stage to us, like fucking, you know, how great is this? Like, it's the best, man. Fucking, yeah. you know. And then uh, they kick us out, and we're like, we'll come to our show tomorrow. And they do. Wow. Uh, well, Dave does, and a couple other people. Well, that's the one that matters, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. We're all chumming it up, and uh, he starts telling some Nirvana stories, and he tells us one story where uh, they're doing a show in some tiny venue in Seattle, and a shoe... Somebody tossed a shoe. People were mosh pitting, losing items and fucking blood, and there's cum everywhere. I'm, I added that stuff, but, but there's a, you know, sometimes you just feel like your story just yeah. needs a little boost. You know? <laughs> and by the way, for any story I'm telling, blood and cum always yeah. is the first thing I go it's always, to. That's a go like, to. It was my dad's 60th, and like, you cum know. Cum was on the wall, you know. <laughs> He's yeah. bleeding, you know, eating cake. Um, I like that that's your go-to story booster. <laughs> you know, there was there was beer on the floor, cum, cum in my face. What? What happened? <laughs> no, your story's great, too, because so, yeah. Dave Grohl's there. And he also is a guy where you go, I bet you have all the stories. And yeah. if you can remember 20% of them, 
I mean, I'm all ears. Yeah. And so he says the shoe just makes its way on the stage. Cobain is just uh, he 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 put he, he he put it in his arm, put it in his shot arm, in his arm, took, took the edge of the shoelace <laughs> yes. and stuck it right there, and had his shoe just hanging off. And he uh, he takes it and like it was like playing, and then stops, and then because uh, it hit him. So then he just starts peeing in it and then fucking throws it or whatever. And then, you know, song ends kind of, you know, in between the next tune, doing some MTV Unplugged shit, chatting into the mic. And some girl, you know, old enough to be there, but just tiny little thing, I guess, as Dave describes it, walks up to the front of the stage and was just like, can I get my shoe back? And he was like, oh, what? And he was like, oh, I thought somebody like into the drunk chaos was just like, and here's a fucking shoe, Cobain. And she was like, no, it fell off during the mosh and somebody just chucked it at him. Right. And so he was like, oh, my bad. Sorry, I peed in your shoe. I peed in your shoe. But also like now, and then I immediately go, so if you get that shoe back, I was like, what do you do, Dave? Do you like, does the person take it? Like eBay's not around. Do you take it and frame it? Do you put it up? What would you do? If I you're think, at a, who's your favorite band? I think you walk home with one shoe. If, yeah. if or but I'm no. saying do you try to get the shoe back and then what do you do with it yeah cause he I mean uh, the, uh, like a god pissed in it do you know though that like Kurt Cobain's gonna have that lasting legacy probably at that point right dude I mean yeah you yeah, can tell by you the know. talent and yeah. if, you're, if you're there you're a fan you're this going is, hoping he pees in your shoe you're kind of going you're kind of going like it's dude like, I'm bringing an extra pair yeah. just in case <laughs> yeah that's almost like best case scenario of something really that can is. happen yeah you could I mean what you could get for that on like as an NFT or whatever, or like uh, on eBay Whoa. back in the day. Yeah. You know, Kirk Hogan pissed and like you can smell it and, and you confirm it. Here's the story. <laughs> you confirm it. Dave you gotta Grohl get his pee. You yeah. got his people to confirm the pee smell. P, we got a scientist that says this pH balance is him. <laughs> it's like 10% water, 90% yeah. heroin. <laughs> You got to have it at the right temperature so it doesn't go bad, yeah. right? So you can bring it out of parties and yeah. let people smell it because they'll want to. <laughs> Don't have a pee-filled shoe and expect people, friends, to not want to go, well, what does it smell like? Yeah. What does Kurt Cobain's pee smell like? There's no way if you get that shoe, you can resist taking a smell. No. There's Dude, no way. If Oprah farted, it's like I would run your right to it to take a giant whiff. <laughs> And that's the first time I've said that and thought that, but I also don't disagree with any part of my brain. Dude, I don't think anyone disagrees with you. I don't think we would have the balls to say that that's what we'd want to do. If you went in there and sniffed right by her ass, you'd be an American hero and everyone would just, everyone would start a slow Rudy clap and be like, that's what I would have done. I think if I got close to her ass, Stedman would be pretty close behind with a people's elbow yeah <laughs> just i want to think that that's the where he draws the line where yeah. he's like look i don't do much I, and i don't know how he talks but i'm a, assuming it's a little he just strikes me as like a little morgan freeman where he's just like laid back he's got like a yeah you know i just sleep on the couch sometimes. i just pretend to be this lesbian's husband <laughs> <laughs> whoa you i think? get paid millions of dollars just to be her beard because uh, our demographic is middle america and they that's, don't understand that Whoa, yeah. yeah. That's the rumor, I did right? watch once him and Gail lick each other, her and Gail. I, she, makes, she makes me call her him because she wears the pants. I tell oh you, she God. identifies as a her on uh, television, but in the home, boy, oh. she really cracks that whip on me. You know, she's the man. <laughs> Stedman got a little twang there. At the I end. think, yeah, I just, get, I just turned Stedman into like uh, put Chuck it, Liddell. Everything, get, everything gets a free pass when you put a little Southern twang on it. Yes. Like it it's almost like having a puppet. Like Jeff Dunham, Jeff Dunham yeah. with a Southern puppet. I mean, game over. Yeah, he say would. anything you want. Yeah, you can you can hide anything. It's a character piece. You can just say, oh, "I'm doing a character." I was just, you know. Your characters are fucking great, by the way. Thank I don't know you. when you started doing that, but like, talk about some fun acting chops with like, and you know, that's just like, and we were talking about this last night. We just act outs on stage, but I love that that's a part of your arsenal, and also makes me go, "Oh, cool!" Like, 
you know, if once I get to my, uh, you know, Sandler status, which I want to be able Put to me just, in a movie, dude. Yeah, dude. Would so you, I, I see that and I'm like, oh, cool, man. That would be. That would be in my Schneider, you know, spade. Oh, like fuck, being dude. My I'll little, be your uh, Schneider any day. Uh, <laughs> Just dude. give me one hit and let me disappear no, into clubs in Florida. <laughs> I would, dude, give me one so Deuce Bigelow. Funny, I oh, will fucking do wow. morning radio at Bananas for the rest of my life after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, they're so funny. Yeah. How uh, did you go? You didn't go to acting school, did you? I didn't know. How did you even get, uh, I mean, just in the, you know, in, in trying to put up, so much content, right? And doing stand-up and podcasting. Where does that stuff fall into your um, your your day-to-day of uh, creating? Yeah, well, the char- I, I was early to the kind of the internet game. Like, uh, I created uh, the two ones that kind of got popular were Mr. Panos, who's like an old Greek guy. Yes. And that was about 2008. So, like, the internet, like, was just kind of starting. It was. YouTube was like 06, I feel like. Yeah, it was like very new. It wasn't two Girls, Monica. One Cup was 07. Yeah. I'll never forget that. That, was, that could let you know where the internet was heading, that that was the most popular video. By the way, I remember looking up at one point, I go, this has more views than Obama's inauguration speech. <laughs> yeah. Just if you want a quick little check-in on where the country's priorities stand. Yeah, and where humanity really... Where humanity truly... Uh, stands up. Yeah. yeah, that's really the... But by the way, are you surprised? No, no. No, because you can always hear a charismatic leader speak. Yep. They're, 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 when have you seen a video of two girls sharing a cup of shit? Oh. It might be the first one in history. <laughs> I mean... Besides, unless you were the Marquis de Sade, you're not privy to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that those girls just went on and led normal lives after that is the craziest part. Like, yeah. they got in their cars, one of them checked their email, one of them maybe talked to their grandma, like, and just... You know, and do you do you divulge the details of your day? Probably not. Probably not. But you know what? The flip side of that is like they probably didn't experience too many difficult things, right? Because like everything kind of pales in comparison to sharing a cup of shit with your girlfriend. Yeah. So it's like you have a rough day, and or you like, think they were girlfriends. Well, I th- you don't maybe think it was were, a central casting thing, and they, they met that cast, day. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's something. That, maybe that a bond they'll always share. That's a good point. I don't know the history of their particular <laughs> dynamic. By the way, if it was central casting and you didn't get that job, that stings. That stings. You didn't get the job. We didn't think you could eat shit. Yeah. Good enough <laughs> on camera. Yeah. Hey, man, quit the business. That'd be funny if they, there was a casting. That would mean you'd have to eat shit a bunch of times or mime it or mime it yeah. I've had to and mime eat yeah. breadsticks for all garden commercials before <laughs> hung over in a reading rainbow t-shirt with a sport coat yeah. and the guy had to tell me to stop referencing Jurassic Park 3 in my small talk <laughs> yeah. in my improv small talk at the table yeah. he'd be like just talk amongst yourselves act like you're at dinner I was like anyone see JP3 and he's like cut hey man like I don't know what you're doing you're clearly hung over I was like yeah I'm, you know um, okay so so the characters are again uh, Maurice and Mr. Panos were the yeah. two ones so that and then Maurice was like 2010 yeah I had no idea, dude. I was, it was funny. Like, I was one of the low points of my life. I had uh, just broke up with my girlfriend. I was broke. Um, I was having, like, massive anxiety attacks. We wow. sh- and I started performing her on stage. I started, like, breaking into her and doing her on stage. And I sort of built the whole story. And then we just shot it in, in our living room, me and my roommate. Um, and he was, like, my partner. We started, like, shooting stuff. Yeah. But, like, and then it just took off. It was, like, it was, and this was back in the day, like, when it was organic, when it was like the algorithm didn't boost you, it was people sharing it with each other on Facebook. Wasn't that the best? Yeah, because like Facebook- Something could get a 
quick bit of traction from that too. Oh yeah, and that's what it was. And people were, and then like, it just, I started seeing it go like bang, 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 bang. And it just like was everywhere. And then we were like, should we, I was broke. So we were like, and we got an office where we started, you know, producing stuff, making videos. And we, but we were broke, we had rent. And we were like, should we try to do a live show? And this was like 2010. This was 2000, uh, beginning of 2011. Okay. So it, we didn't, nobody in New York knew this thing was kind of even like possible. It was like, we were all trying to get late night sets and all that shit. Yeah. And uh, I remember I put the first show up on brown paper tickets and it sold out in minutes. One Facebook post, Facebook post. I added another show. That show sold out from people searching for the first show. Oh my God. And then I was, and then I was like, oh shit. So we did like, we here. started doing all those shows and milked it. And, uh, and I was like, okay, now I got to figure out how to perform this. And I just went there and like slowly figured. And then we ended up doing it for like 10 years. Like I still did, I still do her once in a while. And uh, my- probably request her, yeah? Oh uh, yes, there's fans who do, but the only problem is like, she was really popular in Miami, New York. And that's really about it. Little pockets in San Fran. And it's like mostly Latin people love her. Gay people love her. Yeah. They do her at like drag shows. That's them trying to go to Wall Street. They do it. They do her at rag sh drag shows. And um, so uh, the problem is when I do a show and like some people show up and want to see her, but then the rest of the crowd has no idea what I'm talking about. Right. So it's like my shows were weird like that. Where it would be like Greek people coming for him, like Puerto Rican people, girls coming for her and like other tourists or like people who got ticketed in going like, what the who? <laughs> Pick yeah. a lane, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick a voice and what go with it. What is this, dude? What is this? Hey, guys. Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day -day routine that, uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem, anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what, if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states, available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more, uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some uh, some some additional chats in. Uh, there's broad expertise in the network, which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure. It's convenient. It's professional. And above all, it's affordable, all right? It's truly the most affordable option I've found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. Do you look back on that time 
because now you strike me as just a very glass half full, positive, fun. Every podcast show and the times I've you know uh, been around you, even when I saw you and, and um, Chrissy D on the sidewalk over in Santa Monica, and then I'd seen you guys, I think, at the comedy store the night before, just real, like, fun exchanges, and I'm like, I don't feel like that's, you know, sometimes you can tell with someone when they're just like, they're putting on the happy face uh, because they're out and about, and they're just, and, and everyone does it to a certain extent, because everyone, no one wants to walk in and uh, to a comedy club with their shitty energy and be like, yeah, man, my, uh, my folks just split up. Like, yeah. you fucking hide that, because nobody cares. Yeah. So, um, uh, but to go through that, you said break up, and then what, what else? Well, then, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Because you brushed over it, but I was like, man, I could tell that that time was definitely influential in you, and obviously, creatively, there's always good stuff that comes out of Bad stuff. having your back against a wall yeah. and feeling like, I got to get out of this rut, and if you truly are... Um, you know, an artist or whatever, like to find something in, in the creating of, uh, of something, you know, uh, uh, different and funny that's like self-serving, that can also like pull you out of it pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's like, a, I think, you know, comfort corrupts. I think comfort corrupts. Yeah. Like if you're too comfortable for too long, it's time for a change, try something different. And if you're forced into that and your back's against the wall, necessity's the mother of invention and like, when you're comfortable, you don't need to go dig down deep to figure something out. But yeah. when you're forced to, you figure it out. So I think it had a lot to do with it. Maybe some of it has to do with somebody looking out for you and going like, all right, this kid should, it belongs making people happy. So let's throw him a bone. I don't know, but yeah, it's, um, and as far as like just being positive, I, I, it's conscious on my part. Well, first of all, I think, cool. it, I think it's because I, I'm, I have a happy home life. I love yep. my wife, I have a kid. And I always just want to get back to them. And that once I figured that out, it's like, okay, this is what life's about. I feel like I can, I can not rely so much on comedy for happiness Whoa. or sadness. Is that great? It's more like a job. It's the best. It's the best. Because it is just a job. You know what I mean? And it's like I know. being with my daughter, being with my wife is the number one thing that I want to get back to. But I also made a conscious effort. When you, when I, when you meet older comics, when you're a young comic and you meet an older, bitter comic, yeah. it's like one of the it's most daunting daunting and disheartening things yeah. where they're like, ah, fuck, they got this because of that and fucking the business is all. It's like, maybe it was you, dude. Maybe it was you. So I just never wanted to be, now that I'm in my 40s, like, and I'm just happy I'm not that guy because I just say, hey man, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like it's not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? This is the hardest thing yeah. we chose to do. Yeah. And I've already had some level of success. I've been able to make a living doing it, whatever. I don't want to get super famous. So and we all die in a couple decades anyway, so enjoy the fucking ride. I forget that, right? Like Bill Hicks said, we're in Texas. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That whole, uh, who, is, does somebody have a famous quote about that, about uh, just we're all going to die? There's one, <laughs> I mean, I know that's like a shared sentiment. Um, yeah. I mean, even my, you know, I think my dad said that before I, before he left. He was like, we're all going to die someday. Fuck your mom. So I, I'm or your rabbi told it to yeah. you right before he said, you got to get out of here. <laughs> You're too talented to be a teacher. Look at him. We're all going to die. Go. Do you have uh, quotes like that or sayings that you try to abide by? Or do you have you, were you ever someone that had one of those calendars with the, the with the little uh, daily sayings or I, I how do you, how do you just, you know, motivate or uh, hate self motivate? Hate, hate is a gr underestimated emotion. <laughs> it's a driving force it's for a, a lot of uh, greatness. It is really like if you find something to hate yeah. or yeah, then it really, it really uh, propels you forward. Oh, there's a, there's a, a, a person in my life that I recently, um, you know, thought I had a, a pretty cool friendship with, and uh, I'll tell you off air, and, uh, and gave him a birthday present, 
and like he was like my birthday was last week and I was like all right and then like didn't and then was just other stuff happened prior to that and then didn't even like and then I was like well I can't cancel the present it's on its way it's pretty cool maybe you'll like it anyway and he was just like no don't don't like I'm not gonna whatever and I was just like oh man and then I found myself getting all like you know, stressed out about the fact that a grown man didn't accept a birthday present. I was like, maybe I should take a look at that, you know? Uh, but, uh, but why was he, why did, was he mad? Cause he, cause you were a week late or was it other shit? Other shit. Yeah. But, but also this is this person, like right. just very petty and a little bully. Right. And, uh, and also, you know, at a stage in life where I think it's like needing to control and, and be a little, uh, I mean, you know, he's, I think about 50. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's something there where it's like, but I don't know. What do you think is a cutoff for a birthday present? See, I'm from New York. So what does that mean? It means like we're always skeptical. I grew up in like New York when it was like bad. So like you grow up being skeptical of anyone trying to be nice to you. So my first reaction, and I'm not saying this is healthy. I'm not saying it's healthy because we're all, if you grew up in New York, you're like an abused kid. Really? Yeah, because it was just so bad in the 80s and 90s. But if someone gives me a gift, my first, my first instinct is, What'd so do what do you want? What are you trying to get? Whoa. Yeah. And you know, sometimes there's truth to that, sometimes there's not. So you go, now I have to, now I owe you? It's a New York thing. Like you're going like, ah, you're trying to, you know, yeah, you're trying to, get something from me. Whereas when you go someplace else, like in Texas or these, that's just their culture. It's just hospitality. So that's why New Yorkers, they think we're assholes. Whoa. But we're not assholes, we're just abused. We're abused and the abused becomes the abuser. So if someone's like, hey, you want my extra meatball? They're like, like what how the much fuck? do I owe you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you trying to get from me, man? Yeah. <laughs> what does that one meatball signify? Yeah, if I'm like, if I was like hanging off a bridge and some guy tried to grab me and pull me up, I'd be like, wait, what, what, are, you, what are you trying to get from me? <laughs> So, but the cutoff for a birthday gift for a man, dude. Yeah. And maybe it's what, what is the gift? I mean, this was like a, a cool piece of sports memorabilia. Fuck, that's thoughtful. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah that's what I thought. I was hoping yeah. for at least like a two week later, like, you know what? Yeah. I know it was kind of a dick about your timing. Saying my birthday was like last week is a very strong choice. Right. And, and, and very, uh, uh, you know, obvious in the way that you feel about the situation. But I was like, oh, maybe it's, it's pretty cool. Maybe there'll be some sort of a... You know what? This was actually pretty dope, and yeah, and uh, I'm clearly I, over it. But so, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But what? Yeah. Uh, it, I, the gift probably matters too. Have you gotten a gift ever from a family member or friend where you're like, "Oh, this is too much," or it's uh, you missed the mark, or all the time? Because yeah. I think it, dudes at this point too, it's like, but that's gift cards or booze or drugs. There was a time I remember when I went. When I it was like. You know, it might have been, you know, obviously toys as a kid, right? New Super Soaker. Then you get a little older and it's like, oh, that razor's got eight blades, you know? And then it was like, oh, that blow-up doll's got 18 holes, you know? Um, <laughs> 18 hole blow-up doll? It's, it's Seattle, dude. It's again, that, progressive. <laughs> like, we didn't try to... What is that like? Uh, what was that uh, doctor game? Uh, oh, Operation. Uh, it was like Operation for Holes. You're yeah. trying to... That <laughs> yeah. would be funny. Try to stick your dick out without touching the sides. <laughs> <laughs> There's a kid, uh, my buddy teaches a course in elementary school is called Flash, uh -huh. Family Living and Sexual Health. Uh -huh. And he said that a kid asked, I go, any great questions coming from these youngsters? Because especially young boys, just so curious, so perverted. I still giggle at the idea of when I used to watch those, they play, it's like the black and white. It was one of the first sex ed videos and it was like a, a woman in a shower and it was kind of like a silhouette. And then like a man walked up behind her and like there was kind of like this, you know, just uh, 
real neutral narration over it, like you know, the woman is you know in the shower, you know, getting ready to you know for pleasure, whatever, you know. And the guy came in behind her, and I remember her like getting startled, like the silhouette stick figure kind of was like, huh? And then the guy was like, oh, is it is this cool? Like, and then he turned it off, and I was like. Do we watch, just watch like a non-consensual shower rape for <laughs> some sort of intro to sex ed? But it was it was so silly because it was, you know, just seeing boobs and dicks as a fifth grader was so, dude, you know, not normal. Yeah, and couldn't help but just giggle about it. And so, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, finish. So I'm he sorry. says, I, yeah. flashes his course he's teaching, and he said that one kid asked, "I know there's oral and anal. There's a ten year old kid, but is there nasal?" <laughs> And I was like, he must have a small piece if he was considering <laughs> it. He's like, there's two holes here. Or either that or he's just a horned up kid looking yeah. at ears and noses going like. Just being what? like, why are we wasting holes? Why are we wasting holes? What is holes, this doing? Dude. What are yeah. we just breathing out of this? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. It just made me think of like when we were, uh, I, um, I, I went to a division one school, American University, and I played basketball. I so want to I, talk about that. I tried to walk onto that team. And um, I remember uh, they had this, uh, they brought us to the gym and they had this like seminar where these, uh, uh, these actors acted out this scenario because they were trying to teach us about like sexual harassment Amazing. and stuff. And I was like- It's like Look. a troop that goes around to schools to do this, yeah? <laughs> yeah, and you know it's not the gig they want, but it pays. No. Like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, we want to really be doing Othello, but we got to go <laughs> teach these basketball players <laughs> what no God, means. Fucking gangbang, yeah. And the, the, the scenario was like so rudimentary. And on, it's like the girl comes in and the guy's like, she's like, Weightless, and he's just like forcing him. And then afterwards, like they're like, "Okay, do you guys have any questions?" We're like, "No, I think we, I think we get it." Like, <laughs> do, do you understand what you just saw? We're like, "Yeah, yeah, like yeah." You painted We're, the picture. We haven't been hit in the head with it. We don't have brain injury. <laughs> like we understand. Like, was the dialogue just so obvious? It, it was so obvious. It was funny. Like if you're gonna have a conversation, you should sit down with someone, talk about alcohol, talk about nuance, yeah. talk about. But there was like the the, the play was so obvious. Where like a guy was like putting his hand over first of all it was like weird because you're like watching a simulated sexual assault in the gym by these fucking actors who you know don't want to be there we don't want to be there there's already tension between them yeah. because like one of the guys is actually being a little too creepy to the girls he's supposed to be like outside he's like shit is this show. for me or yeah and he's like holding her over and like she's screaming going no 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 and then the woman afterwards goes okay does everyone understand what they just see Jesus it's like yeah we fucking are. that was a rape that you just did who doesn't fucking understand that that's wrong? Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Like, there's no gray zone there. <laughs> Guy took out a hammer, was yeah. just hitting her over the head, and then the woman's like, does everyone does, understand? Do you get that that's not, you can't do that? Don't do that. <laughs> what the fuck? It was just funny, dude. It's just like. Yeah, the, the, the I don't know who organizes those. Um, those programs and thinks that I guess that you have to hit people over the head with it just and by the way what does that tell you about just the way that you know they uh, trust men to to not do that right it's like we got to make it so obvious like right but the, I do you, I don't think you learn anything from watching the obvious scenario no. that's what I mean I just yeah think you need all the the little things that are on the page right yeah there's just so it just shows you like like anything else a lot of people do something but it's rare to find people who are good at it. Yeah. You know, there's like a lot of comics, but it's rare you find good ones. There's a lot of chefs, but it's rare you find good ones. And with, uh, with sexual assault seminars, there's probably a lot of them that are just horrible. And then you got like your five-star chef. 
<laughs> sexual assault seminars where they come in and they really show you like a nuance where she says no, he says yes, but she giggles. Yeah. He sees that. And then, yeah. then, you, then the girl, the woman stands up and says, do you guys understand what you saw? And there's some conversation. Yeah. Not where some guy's banging over the head with a tennis racket. <laughs> I mean. Because <laughs> then you're just walking out being like, all right, don't, just don't do that. Don't, and then everything else is cool, I guess. Yeah, don't, don't, don't hit people. You're like, <laughs> I get it. It just reminded me, and I remember thinking like, yeah, that's I think what I learned from that is like, wow, most people who do something aren't that good at it. Yeah. We had a uh, motivational speaker in high school that his three things that he wanted to preach were, it was was like, I just want to talk about three things. Just make sure you guys stay motivated because high school is a really tricky time where you're trying to figure out who you are, but also who you want to be. And this is the time now, not not later, okay? Right right now, so we can get sweaty. That's what I'm talking about, get sweaty, which means get after it. Get, get, start making a plan, get going, get sweaty, do the dirty work, okay? Don't take no for an answer, okay? If someone says you can't do something, you jump right over that fence of no and turn that into a yes. Get on the other side where the yes lives because you're living in a yes world because no doesn't, doesn't, that, that doesn't translate, okay? Don't take no for an answer, get sweaty, and the third one, do it if it feels good. If you're if you're finding something that you enjoy and you're passionate about it, keep doing it. As long as you as long as you can do it, keep doing it. So let's review. Get sweaty. Don't take no for an answer. Do it if it feels good. And we're like, again, like a very aggressive take. Like this is the guy's describing like right. domestic abuse. Right. Um, you're but, going like, oh yeah, I didn't. I got that. Yeah, I got. By the that. way, that uh, could be a very funny character. Oh, just that the, was very funny. The yeah. Just get sweaty that, is yeah. real funny. Like just telling people. Well, because there was yeah, there's get such out a, there, get sweaty. <laughs> there's a blurred line with like yeah, the uh, whatever his slogans are that are, those guys too are, I don't know how many people you know that have turned into life coaches <laughs> through the pandemic or even pre. You think I've there's like an open are, mic scene of life coaches where they're going like you know they're like supporting each other, going it's a little good man, but I think you need a little be a little more inspirational. <laughs> He's like I'm working it out, you know, I'm yeah, working yeah. on that yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so you played. Uh, did you want to go pro? Yeah, I was delusional, dude. Me too. I was. You, you were too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, sixth grade, uh, I was the biggest kid, the fattest kid, but I was quick fat. So I was fast as like tractor trailer went to Michigan. Remember a him? Thousand percent. Yeah. yeah or big baby. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I, uh, you know, so I had a post game. You couldn't deem me up because I was just fucking too big. I shot the three in the front yard all day long, so I had that. Hakeem was like my favorite player in Magic and Barkley, so I like was always working on, you know, just post moves and, and just nonstop pivots. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go pro, because nobody <laughs> can stop me. We played this all-black team from Linwood, Washington in the first uh, tournament I was ever in, in the sixth grade. And running down court after I hit this fucking 12-foot skyhook to put us up six with like 12 seconds left, Dad of the opposing team are running down the court, just bouncing up and down. He's like, man, that fat motherfucker's killing us. And I was like, dude, he wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it. Right, right. But, uh, but then, you know, you peek out at, at Did you, Did you guys win that game? Oh, yeah. Won That's, the tournament. And I was just like, oh, I'm going pro. No one can stop me. No one can stop me down low. No one yeah. can stop me behind the arc. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, cool. At almost 6-1, you need crazy handles. Yes. You need... Um, it to just be a all year round game for you. Yeah. What was it for you? Similar to you. Yeah. So it was like I played small forward and then like I was decent and then you get to that next level and it's like, oh, I'm a tiny, I'm yeah. like barely six foot. So I'm like, I'm a tiny one, but I don't have any of the 
one skills of passing. In New York, it was all like handles. We dribbled too much. You did. Yeah, we just dribbled too much. None of us have shots because we grow up out playing outdoors where there's just rims. Yeah. So like it's like the, it fucks with you a little. Doesn't bit. have any give for the shot. You gotta like get a perfect shot to get in it. So it's like we're not shooters. We dribble too much. And uh, but I was a I in, in high school I played like a three. So oh, I had wow. the same situation. And then um, there was a few, div- I got recruited by two Division three schools, didn't go, went to this Division one school because my brother lived in D.C. and he kind of helped me get in. He knew someone in the admissions. And um, so I went to American University and I tried out. Like I tried to walk on. Wow. And that was That's just, a dream. yeah, it was just a, yeah. I mean, the, just the, to say you did the it? two guard is 6'4". Wow. The, you know, the three is 6'7", the four is 6'8", five, six, nine, somewhere in that range. It's just a whole nother level. It is. And then to, that, that makes you appreciate how good the guys are who actually make it, how unbelievable though, because this was, yep. American's a low D1 school and that's their size. And then the difference between a mid-major, low D1, and then like those blue chip programs, you know, the, you, that make the tournament shit, you're going like, the difference between those guys and the low D1 is like pros and, and the blue chips. Oh, wow. And then when you go to like Michigan, and then when you go to the pros, the difference to get to the pros is like, you have a better chance of like probably getting struck by lightning. Yeah, which you have, right? I have been struck by lightning. That's shit, fun. you did your research. I've been struck by lightning. I've shot. been shot. Yep. I've had my head split open by a bat. <laughs> I, uh, COVID, I was in the hospital for COVID. Uh, I almost died from a slow heart rate from eating poison sausage and an old clonopin. I mean, God is trying to whack me, dude. I've had like five or six near-death experiences. I mean, if I don't know if, uh, holy shit! I mean, yeah, there's a book there or something. It's a book. How I many mean, can you? I mean, how many legit? How many do you get and and beat like that to where you go? I truly am immortal. Yeah, but I don't think that. I think uh, I think like oh, someone, God is God is has a vendetta. Like <laughs> what I think did you, do? you know he's like a cat. Did you do something early on. He's like a cat batting a mouse around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the mouse. Like, All right, I've had enough. Well, I'll be honest. What sticks out to me is getting struck by lightning because that, that to me is a crazy weird fear I have. Yeah. Like when I used to go visit my grandparents in Oklahoma and there was like tornado warnings, I was like, I can't get to that bunker fast enough. Or, you know, also that's where the snacks were. And again, fat kid. So, uh, they were like, <laughs> so you were one of those there. fat yeah. kids that like finally lost weight. And the girls were like, it was like that scene in, um, Hilarious. in breakfast club where Ali Sheedy walks back out when she has makeup on. <laughs> And uh, Emilio Estevez, you know that scene? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you lost weight and came in and all the girls stood up and were like... <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, it's always touch and go still, obviously. Yeah. You know, I just had Burr on and he goes... I told him about that so uh, early on because we were talking about just getting teased as kids. And then halfway through, I tell him, I go, uh, I go, it's nice to you know chat. I go, I thought we were going to chat the other day when you butt dialed me. I go, and I picked up the phone. I go, and look, we've texted uh, a decent amount. It's been great. I go, we chum it up at the clubs. I go, but we've never talked on the phone. I go, so I look down I see Bill Burr and I go oh shit I go you know when you get a call from someone first time and I, I start doing this I go you get up you flip, flip your collar up you check your teeth and Burr just goes you really were the fat kid weren't you and he goes I just saw your whole childhood your snacks were your friends all right now keep going and that's all right so uh, you thought I called you and how else, how did I disappoint you yeah <laughs> but it was just such a like dagger into the uh the, the truth of it but yeah I uh that's what probably makes you cool, like a humble dude. Because like you're obviously you got Hollywood looks, you're a good looking kid, good oh, hair. Man. But yeah, you you're a kid who you're you a can't resist the Reese's pieces. <laughs> I fucking pull one out, you start sweating here. <laughs> Fuck, we gotta get out of here early. I'm out of here. <laughs> the only thing I'll skip is set for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the lightning thing, I mean, how does that even happen? Are you around uh, a heavily populated where a spot where lightning is even an opportunity or uh 
This where? is what happened. Yeah. yeah. So, and if it, you, by the way, if if, if anything, I, I never want to hit on something where you've like you I, can ask new me audience, anything. but like you know, if that's yeah. a crazy story. I feel like doesn't have any. Yeah, I don't think life. I've ever. I don't think I've ever talked about it on a podcast. Great. To be honest with you. So what happened with that was it was a horseback overnight at camp. Awesome. In the Adirondack Mountains in New York, so we we're high up, and it was like a, a massive lightning storm. So all the horses were like we were in the lean twos, right? And it was pouring rain, and the lightning was coming down. And um, there was, they had put a tarp over some stuff that we had. So there was a tarp over stuff. The horses were going nuts. And lightning was striking like all around us in the mountains. And it was pouring rain. And I was just always like the leader kid, the dumb leader kid. And, uh, but we were all like three or four of us were really loud, thinking it was great. Yeah. And you're just not aware. Yeah. You just want to do fun. You yes. know, when you're young, you're stupid. You yes. don't understand the danger. You don't think you're going to get struck. No. So we decided, You're invincible as a kid. Yeah, you're invincible. So we decided to run out and get under the tarp. Right, and it was so like the lightning was hitting all over so much that the counselors didn't even come out and get us. They were screaming for us to come back in. We all got under the uh, tarp. Um, there was like four of us, and then um, we Can were you like, "Tell it's close." No, we were we, where the lightning was striking. Yes. Yeah, it was striking like all around, but you couldn't really tell. But it was close because it was like lighting the fucking area. That's up. what I'm saying because yeah. I've only ever seen it probably. Prob. I mean, you know, in the sky, but it still feels close, but never. To where, where you just looked felt like it was... Dude, it was like lighting up little areas close by oh, in the mountains. Terrifying. And it was like lighting it up for a second. So it was close. We must have thought it was cool or fun or, you know, you're stupid. All so we it. got under the tarp and we were, I remember we were just giggling under there, giggling under there. And then it was the loudest, it was the loudest noise I've ever heard in my entire... It was so... It was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It was like loud. And, um, and then I, I, I just remember waking up. I was just like, we, wake, we, wake, we woke up. And I remember this kid, Dante, was just crying, going, I can't feel half my body. I can't feel half my body. And the storm was so bad um, that they, the, the counselors, the head, the head of the camps were driving up to us to like see if anyone needed to leave anywhere. This was before phones or anything like that. Because yeah. that's how bad the storm was and they knew it. So they happened to be coming up. They took us back. We spent the night in the infirmary. That kid, Dante, couldn't feel his body for like 12 hours. But the kids in the, the kids in the lean-to reported it as it was like it struck nearby and then it spread all over, the, like, because the water is a conductor. Right. So we didn't get hit directly, but we got electrocuted. It struck really close and then it, like, the, they said the ground just fucking lit up like a snake's everywhere. And we just got charged and it knocked me out. And I, like, it, this kid, it knocked out and somehow... Half his body was numb for like 12 hours. He was crying all night in the infirmary. Of course, 12 hours yeah. is long enough to go, I'm not regaining. Yeah. I'm never going to get to feel, I'm never going to get to dry hump, right? Because that's probably what you're fantasizing about at this age. What, how old are I was you? Doing a little, I was doing a little uh, finger squeezing. Love because that. I didn't, yeah, because I didn't know yet how to do it. This right. was like, what were we, like 12 or yeah. 13, 14? Yeah. So I didn't even know to insert. I just, the first time I did it was in camp when you put my hand in and yeah. I just was like doing like... <laughs> I was like just grabbing it and squeezing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, good? yeah. I was like rubbing it. I didn't know to go in. I well, was see, like, see, maybe this is now, now you're making me think of when Trump was like, you can grab it by the pussy. Maybe that's what he meant. He was just like, look, this is how I did it and I haven't changed. Maybe he just stuck to what maybe that's he doesn't. Maybe he's never fingered. He's only grabbed. Maybe he grabs. Maybe he grabs. And, and he's, he's so rich, they're like, you don't even have to do anything extra. You can honestly just grab it and hold right, it. Right, right. Or his to, hands are so small. Maybe they don't even know when it goes in because he does have tiny little hands. He does. So maybe it's they grabbing by the tell. pussy. Maybe one girl said it feels like he was grabbing it. Yeah. Because I couldn't feel his or fingers. Or he's so insecure he doesn't do it because he doesn't want them to feel how little his hand is. 
because they're like, are you in yet? And he's he's full in there, but his hand, tiny little fingers. Also, maybe he's weirdly like a germaphobe. He's like, it's gross if you put it all the way. And you have to grab the outside of it, right? <laughs> yeah, that could be it too. Look at us taking uh, the devil's advocate approach. To We're this. taking the devil's advocate. We're trying to look at another perspective. Yeah. Yeah, which is what comedy used to be. <laughs> Boy, what would you? They go now. It's a statement. Now they're going like, "Did you hear what those two <clears throat> pundits said? Do you hear what those two newscasters said on that podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That official broadcast that official. brought to you by nobody. <laughs> Our job is to say inappropriate I things. Know, I know. You know, it's hilarious. The uh, well, that's... nobody got in tr nobody was the class clown because they said the right thing at the right time. No, yeah, you were the, you were the class clown because you said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Dude, I. Uh... I put a, a wumpy cushion and a, a fake ice cube with a fly in it in third grade in my teacher's coffee. After he stayed on the wumpy cushion, his name was Mr. Burger, R.I.P. 6'5", Mr. Burger, solid white hair. Looked like if you didn't get a, if he were to be like, look, if you guys all don't get B pluses or above on your spelling test, I'm gonna fuck your mom. <laughs> if he said that, you would be like, yep, I bet he will. I bet he will, because he, he means what he says. Right. He's intimidating. He's, he follows through, um, and you want to do right by him. And so, uh, I mean, you did, I, did, you did, you I went out on a homework. limb, and I fucking wimpy cushion, and he sat down, and he goes, damn it, Ray. Said that when he sat on it. Everyone starts laughing. I knew I was, like, taking a big risk, because I'm like, I'm going to go in the hall. I'm going to have to stand during recess and write some bullshit Bart Simpson style, which I did. Like, don't be a class clown, like, 250 times. And then he sits, right? That goes off. It was definitely more of a queefy uh, whoopee uh, cushion than a real fart. It was just like, so, you know, I, I wish I could remember the name of the company and like. Yeah, call them up, but you should write a letter. Poor right? advertising. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the, you wanted the classic real. Uh, you can't send a whoopee cushion back though. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, this doesn't work. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, it's not supposed to I was really work. for a juicier toot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you. Okay, so getting struck by lightning, you got shot. I know you've told that story before. Yeah. That, I don't, uh, I mean, was that just wrong place, wrong time? It was, uh, yeah, so that was just, I was working at nightclubs when I first started doing comedy, and my friend was the promoter, so he would carry a lot of cash. So it was like an attempted robbery. I was with him, and uh, I think, you know, it was point blank range, boom, and uh, it, was, it was brutal. But, you know, it's a... Uh, the worst part is afterwards is like the PTSD of it, like just always. A thousand percent. Yeah, because when it's happening, the adrenaline kind of takes care of you. And you shot in the leg? Shot in a, yeah, upper thigh, inside thigh, and the bullet lodged itself in my right ass cheek. Did they so, give you any sort of like, it was millimeters away from your taint, and they, if you hit your taint, there's your a, cock starts working. There's a main artery that runs down. That's what I'm talking about. If it hits that, it would have been bad, but it missed. I just, is luck. Dear God, luck. dude. It's that George Costanza, like I was unlucky to get shot, but then lucky that it didn't hit an artery, so I'm even Steven. You're probably gonna live to 130, dude, and I'm not joking about yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like to go through that stuff, like there's people that are just truly, that we, uh, and, and you know, you having such a brilliant comedic mind, like that also contributes to it. Where I where I go, oh, the universe goes. We need Giannis here for a while. You know what's funny? I just thought I've never had this realization till right now. The thing that's negative about it is you do gain perspective having like an experience like that. Yep. And think because I there was a hundred percent. I thought I was gonna die. There was no part of me that thought I was living. From the that. shot? Yeah, like it was point blank range. It was like, I heard the gunshot go off. You're going like, oh my God, this is when it. When you see the gun come out, are you also- I saw the gun come out, so I was like, he, he, he I, I tried to get into the car. He fell into the, he ran up, fell into the car. I saw the gun, I grabbed it, and like was trying to get it away. What? And pushed it down, I guess, and he fired. So, 
and you, you know, it was in the car, so the noise was, again, really loud. It was another loud, like, because you're in the car. The gunpowder you can smell, and then your ears are ringing, and it, you, you, it's like a dream because it's all happening in seconds, but your brain, your, your chemicals take care of you, and it seems like longer. You're thinking about people you love. You're thinking about, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to get to see started. the bare naked ladies live again, <laughs> yeah. right? All that shit. Yeah, dude, you're just like, you're going, oh, my God, this is it. I'm dying. And... uh and you do have a realization where you go, like you think of what's important. Whoa. You, uh, you gain that perspective, even yep. though it's cliche. Yep. It's one thing to know it than to experience it. Yep. You gain like, oh man, you, you know, just be yourself. Like you're wasted. Like, cause you're gonna have that, everyone's gonna have that moment where they think it's over. And you do, all those things you, you did where you compromised yourself or sacrificed yourself to get something, you're not happy about that in that moment. So I'll, uh, that's what I, that's going to happen. Wow. Where you go like, wow, that wasn't worth it. Wow. You know, I, you know, that's not the real currency. That's not. Mm. And the, you gain perspective. What's, you know, what, what are the important things? Uh, the, the true currencies, my friendships mm -hmm. and, and uh, relationships that, you know, all this other stuff is like, doesn't mean as much, especially compromising who you are. Cause that's all you have. Yeah. That's who you, you're here to be you. You're not here to like be who that person wants you to be or that person. And you feel that in that moment. And I'm not lying. That's what happens. So um, I, the bad part about it is the downside is like, you know, you kind of don't want to know that. Especially if you're trying to make it in some fucking business <laughs> where you got to fucking pretend that you care about shit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you kind of, oh, yeah, you it don't probably wanna... hurt my career where I'm telling people to fuck off because I know it's not important because I'm living no. for that moment. But it's like, I, I could have so. probably been a lot farther ahead if I didn't fucking get shot. <laughs> <laughs> because you gain that insight and like, I didn't care about impressing agents. No. Like all those things I just didn't do, which are not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'll say too much of what I think or, and it's like, God, just play the fucking game, Yanni. No, yeah, no, I don't, I think anyone that has, I mean, and this is why I wanted to I ask. Mean, like, I wish I wasn't available to do this podcast right now. <laughs> That's what I'm trying I to hear say. You. I I'm hear you. I hear you. Sorry, I can't, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with Ethan Hawke right now, and we're working well, that's on- that's always a good excuse. Yeah, and even if you weren't- I, I love would, Ethan Hawke, yeah. yeah. Favorite actor? My favorite. Wow. Yeah, my favorite. I could tell from the way you dropped that reference. If you I said like John Lithgow, it. I would have been like, also great, yeah. but- <laughs> Yeah, Ethan Hawke, number one for me. What, favorite movie that he's done? All of them, dude. I, uh, uh, Training Day, I can watch whenever it's on, but obviously I started early with, um, I started early with Dead Poet Society. Come on. Then the three Link Letter, yep. the th Link Letter trilogy, yep. uh, Boy's Life. But uh, I fell in love with that the trilogy. I love it. It's like, you know, a girl, some girl I met, uh, not, a good friend of mine, actually, not a girl I met, um, once called it, it's like a romance movie for guys. Yeah. Is like before sunrise, before yeah. sunset, and before midnight. They're perfect movies. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I should have a dick in my ass when I'm saying this. <laughs> but I love those movies. They're, I love Link Letter. You love them too? Yeah. Yeah, and he fucking fights. They're dope, right? They're so good. And he does them every, he did them every nine years. He's done three movies every nine years apart, and they're all perfect. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. I know some of you guys are sleeping on some saggy ass, old piece of shit, fart filled mattresses at night. And guess what? You deserve better than that. So give yourself an upgrade. Helix mattress is the best mattress on the planet. Why do I know that? Because I sleep on one. They gave me one. I love it. They support the pod, so we support them back. Helix Sleep has a quiz, right? This is how you know they're legit. It takes two minutes. Everyone else is like five to 35 hours. This quiz is two minutes long, and when you complete it, they match your body type 
and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. And that's very important. That's special because you don't want a mattress that's made for someone else. You want one made for you that's soft, medium, and firm, which are all the types of mattresses they have. They even have mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, which I do. I've always slept hot. I wake up with meat sweats, beet sweats, uh, feet sweats, <laughs> all the sweats, and uh, and it sucks. But the uh, the mattress I got cools my body and my taint down so I can wake up feeling refreshed and rested. I sleep on my side, my stomach, and my back a lot. I move around a lot. So the mattress they hooked me up with has really uh, been incredible. It's the King Cali, and, uh, and I couldn't have asked for a better place to rest on. If you're looking for a mattress right now, which I know we all are. We're all looking to upgrade our sleep situation. Take the quiz. It takes two minutes. Order the mattress you're matched to, and the mattress will come right to your door. Shipped for free, which is the best part, because shipping can add up. You don't ever want to go to the mattress store again, and we order everything from our homes now. We watch things from our homes. There's no reason to leave, and the quarantine probably added to that. Uh, You get accustomed and conditioned to not having to go to places to get your shit. And who wants to haul a giant-ass mattress home? No one's got a fucking two-by-four truck. Just go to helix.com slash about. Take that two-minute quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress. They'll give you the best sleep of your life. They also have a 10-year warranty, and you can try it out for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't like it, they'll come pick it up. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattresses and two free pillows for my listeners if you go to helixsleep.com slash about. That's helixsleep.com slash about for up to $200 off and two free pillows. So do it. Start sleeping better because you deserve it. And now back to the episode. Do you think people, like, need to get shot or struck by lightning. Do you think everyone needs, like just the way I think everyone needs to travel abroad, right? Uh, when I did that in college, I was like, oh man, I didn't realize the bubble I live in in the States and just getting out to gain some perspective. Yeah. I, so that's why I feel like you have, having a shortage of perspective, I feel like is what a lot of people yeah. suffer from yeah. and don't even know it. And so, but then I hear what you're saying where you're like, I have too much perspective. Yeah, well that's the funny part. Like I, my perspective tank is, overflowing yeah. but uh yes but do you think like just the way i've heard burr say and by the way that's i think the third time i've mentioned his name so drink five if you're playing the bill burr drinking game at home <laughs> uh but but you know about he used to have that joke about getting punched how people need to totally. get hit to have the reset button hit and to be have to be let known that you aren't um you know uh immune to whatever um but i think there is something to be said about like people needing to go through something like that to shake them up a bit one thousand percent and the 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 challenge to that is it's like how do you make sure people have that experience i i did social work for five years and i always thought your mom did too i always thought that's awesome yeah it should be part of of a college curriculum for everyone that should be like you have like one of the classes you have to do not like pick up fucking rappers on the street you know what i mean not like do community service right i'm talking about like social work yeah where like you go you work at an sro like i did or or you you assisted a homeless shelter or something like that or you you big brother someone or something that gets you out of like a kid thinking about him yes. and the things i want and the toys i want and also to see these people as human to yes. see to see that uh 
oh, you know, it's not all about self-reliance. This guy's got a mental illness or, yes. or his, this is a lot of times it was like family that they didn't have. And you start to, it humbles you because you go like, yeah, you know, if there was those few times that I didn't have my family, I might've been homeless too. You know what I mean? Like when I was down on my, so yeah. you gain, you do gain perspective. And the only way you gain that perspective is through experience. That's the challenge. Cause I could talk to someone all day about this is what I learned from this experience this is the perspective but nobody you can't feel it uh -oh. until you learn it for yourself yeah. so that's the challenge to humanity how do we get people maybe now with simulation and computers we could simulate it so yeah, is there like, a game where we're like can Grand Theft Auto, Theft Auto have a thing where like you can em be an empathy a, game or something yeah, yeah where you get struck by lightning at a horse camp or yeah it's just like, you know, we all do it to each other. It's like New Yorker stereotypes, Texas. I thought when I got here, like, fucking Leatherface was going to pick me up. And fuck. <laughs> but it's like, these are great people, dude. They're just great people with guns on their fucking waist. Big uh, deal. I know. And then you go to New York, you know, they, they stereotype us. But it's like, we're all just people, you know? You're from Seattle. I thought it was just a bunch of fucking, you know, people who were, have rain on their head all the time. <laughs> and just like, you it know, is. eat coffee scones and fucking read, read books from vintage stores. <laughs> But you're actually a lot of you're fucking sports fans. <laughs> oh, you guys yeah. are normal folks. Oh yeah, dude. We yeah. fuck. We eat. We yeah. you know don't blinker when we merge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's people are like it's a real progressive. Everyone just lets you in on the freeway. I was like, dude, I could give you thirty examples right now of people I almost just rear-ended or just somehow bullied off the bridge. What's the last movie that made you cry? And I just want to say, if you extrapolate that out, like from the jokes, it's like you meet someone who's Muslim, yeah. you meet somebody, in, and you realize, oh, dude, and especially comedy is the best way. That's why the assault on comedy now is really troubling because comedy is the only thing besides music that brings people together. That, was that laughing and like you're assaulting that. So it's yeah. like, that's the thing. That's where we're inventing how horrible this life is. Yeah. And how that's the thing we have in common yeah. is we're all on this ball going like, where the fuck are we? And we're up here going like, yeah, and we're, make, we're making you feel okay about that. Right. So it's like, now they're trying to end that. So it's like, dude, that's not a good sign. Sorry, this is getting like- No, this is great. Yeah, yeah this but is that's great. like, it's we, like, mean, yeah, I mean like, that's great. Um, I have so many more things I wanna ask, but we gotta Sorry wrap this that. up. No, it's great, dude. I, you're, I mean, you know, I wanted to be silly as much as possible, but you're, you have such great takes on, uh, also that we got that there organically, and, and I didn't wanna skip over the, um, the opportunity to break down like, Again, man, getting struck by lightning is a fucking, what are the odds? One in 20 billion? Yeah, it was weird. It was, you know, more we, than the lottery, more than like, I don't know if people been electrocuted like that. And we didn't have socks or shoes on either. So it was like, we got hit. Like you better, you probably have a better chance of Tony Robbins showing up to your kid's school in 30 years, selling butt plugs and <laughs> Jolly Ranchers that taste like butt plugs <laughs> than you do getting struck by lightning. You sure? Because I don't know how long this gig's going to last for him. That may, I mean. That was a bad example. Yeah, You're right. I He's I doing the that. Zoom conferences now. Yeah. He'll get back to live in the flesh yeah. in, in the ballroom. But you know that even that's going to run its course. For some reason, I could picture Tony Robbins showing up to my kid's school fucking with a side hustle. Just a side hustle, yeah. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, it's rare. I, I've had some rare experiences. I don't, yeah, I mean, not, very few people you know will have gotten shot, but I mean, if you're in Texas, I, you will meet people who have shot people. A thousand percent. Yeah, that's more of a common occurrence here. Oh, it's like, you know, they're yeah. the- uh, It's like every other person here. It's like herpes, it's like one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There was a kid I met in Bloomington, Indiana once I was doing, it was one of the Larry second Bird? rooms. Hilarious, I wish. I'd love to meet Larry Bird. I'd love to fucking play a game of horse and have some beers in the back of a truck with Larry Bird. Yeah. That's on too. the bucket list. Yeah. Um, 
you know, this kid was in Bloomington, Indiana, and he was like, he's like, you know, one in five girls in this, uh, in this downtown have an STD. And he goes, check it. One, two, three, four herpes. And points to his friend. She goes, hey. And he was like, you know you got that shit? And she was like, yeah. fucking drank it. And I was like, yeah, I guess it's. Uh, well, if you're from Bloomington, Indiana, I think who has herpes is your second biggest problem. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is I'm in Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> oh, dude, it was, yeah. The true, Bloomington and Butte, Montana are, uh, are, truly a couple of the the buttholes of america yeah where it's like you need it you know like they're they're moving and shaking in the right direction but what's the worst place you think what's number one worst fucking place it was pretty bad gun to your head somebody says adam if you don't tell us which place we have to nuke off the planet we take you oh wow so you, you're under the you're under fire you got to choose a, a spot great question people are gonna die a good, dude, but way, it's a place that nobody's gonna miss i could see you hosting a game show where these are the types of questions it's a dark <clears> one, i'd <yeah>. watch <clears throat> maybe there's some briefcases money involved i don't know we can you know get in the writer's room but uh call it sophie's boy. choice where it's always like a t you're always losing something <laughs> or gaining something one of the kids has to go. Wait, host. Now, yeah. Now, is there somebody named Ho uh, Sophie that is like a sidekick with you? Or is there like a kid named Sophie that you always check in with? The way that they would go to the guy, the way that Howie Mandel would go up to the, the mystery silhouette to be like, you know, what's going on? Should he make the deal? Or can we put more money in the bank? Is there like... Absolutely. Because of this face. So the sidekick's obviously going to be uh, trans, Hispanic. Let's hit them all. African-American. Yep. Dwarf. Taiwan. Dwarf. Perfect. Non-binary. Thank you. Uh, uh, Non-binary, half animal, half human, yep. uh, half breeze Some in the antlers. air. Yep. Yeah. So it's a whole, everything's covered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. South Asian. I forgot South Asian and Asian. I forgot gonna, South Asian We're going to get there. Yeah. Um, man, I would prop. yeah, Butte's at the top of the list. Also, ooh, got to pick one, man. The worst place where you were there and you're like, this place, it made you angry how much it sucked. Rosarito, Mexico. Wow. Really, uh, I got, I had a pretty negative experience there uh, on a little like uh, trip in college. Boy, but I guess it was, it got better towards the end. No. Oh, man, there's a place in Washington State um, called Yelm. Uh -huh. They suck. Um, Tyler, Texas. Wow. There's a kid I used to live with named Todd Hale, uh -huh. rapper named T.O. He was a flamenco hip-hop guitarist. <laughs> he lived with me. He wouldn't pay rent. He challenged me to fight at four in the morning after he watched a UFC fight and was fucked up on Patron. I'd come in from open mics at like 3 a.m. He's like, you want to fight? And I was like, no, nah, man, I usually cut that shit off at 10. <laughs> and then he's like, you're a pussy. And I was like, for sure. And I'm going to bed. It's 4 a.m. Yeah. I don't want to fight in right. the living room. Right. And uh, he was from Tyler, Texas. Fuck that, dude. He's, 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 fuck T.O. and I think yeah. fuck Tyler, Texas. Because of him. It's not your fault. It's not, no. He was repping his town and his town's got to go. When they go, why, why, why? You go, you ask Tyler why. T <laughs> you ask T.O. why. Yeah. T.O. Yeah. And by the way, most people I tell T.O., I go, yeah, he's a, uh, a white dude from Tyler, Texas. They go, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah. T.O. But I will say this, brilliant guitar player. How Flamenco hip hop, crushed it. He did. Yeah. Now, how would you blow the place up? You know what I would do? You know what I would do? What? If I was you? Yeah. If I can give a suggestion? Please. Just to fuck with those people's head? Yeah. Tyler, Texas is like a small-minded place, right? Yeah. Okay. So you got to fuck with them a little bit, right? I would do weather. So then they go, right before they die, they go, I told you fucking Jews control the weather. <laughs> Perfect fucking way 
So they're going, I tell you. So even in their last moment of death, their ignorance is, the, they die ignorant. Oh, wow, that's yeah. brilliant. You don't want them to have any enlightened moment Fuck or no. you want them to think that that's- The way they've been thinking. Yeah, you want them to just die going, I told you, man. <laughs> I fucking Jeez, when it's hail and that's the fucking, oh, those are fucking frozen matzo balls. Which, which, by the way, I always thought like, what would anyone, what would the Jews have to gain by changing the weather? Who wins in that? Like, how did that conspiracy, what, who, the first person who thought of that conspiracy, how'd they go like, what were they gaining? I don't know. What was like the gaining? Was it like, I told you, man, it was like the guy wanted to play baseball that day and it rained and he's like, I'm telling you, man, these Jews don't want us happy. Dude. They want us playing baseball. <laughs> What happened to you that where the Jews, yeah, got so heavily uh, involved in your day to day? Yeah. Where you thought that the weather was going to be the thing that they were. Yeah. And what does and bad weather do to you? Also, the space laser one's real crazy, What's but more one? feasible. What's that gal's name? Um, Marjorie Majora, Lady Majora. Oh, uh, she's my favorite. Are you talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene? The, yes. Yeah, she is a towering intellectual in the in the in, in the Congress. I love her. She's the CrossFit chick. Uh, she her her eyes are closer together than mine. Yeah, she yeah. said that uh, Jews have space lasers, and that's how I think that's what was causing global warming. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got to the bottom of that. Yeah. yeah. Real. Real. Also, those are just Dude, do, very do you understand? She's funny in, takes. She's in Congress. I know. I mean, we're in a we're in a weird place right now. We're in. A, I mean. Um, Caitlyn Jenner is running for governor I to ask of California. Yeah, no, we're in a weird, it is an absolute circus right now. Maybe that's why they're attacking comedians so much because they can't identify comedy anymore because the world has become comedy. Yeah. So it's like they think we're making statements because comedy's happening in life. I mean, what it, is that called? Where I guess life imitates art or art. What, what, there's a, I don't know, where it's becoming so... I would call it the end of an empire. <laughs> I would call it... It's absolutely the end. Yeah. There's no... Com there's no, like, this is it. Do you think she'll win? She'll probably win. Of course, it's all about... Uh, We've got to balance the budget. Yeah, it's all about name recognition. Now, it's a fame game, so it's like The Rock would win. If, and he, he flirted with that on Instagram, sure. saying, like, it would be my honor. And you're like, are we going to have The Rock as president? I don't think it's out of the question. I don't... I don't know. I don't... I, and you, also, you look at that Kardashian fan base, man. Like, they could win. It's just about Instagram followers, dude. I think one it of these is. TikTok kids can be governor of fucking New Mexico. Why Holy not? Holy shit. What if yeah. a TikToker becomes president? He fucking, someday? instead of a speech, he just fucking <laughs> does the shh on the N-word and dances. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's get like 18 million. And we don't even talk in words anymore. We just dance at each other. All the press conferences are just like, yeah, vines. Just quick dances. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. When we wrap this up, I want to uh, do uh, something that's uh, uh, a fun way to close this out. Uh, since James Lipton is no longer with us, and I feel like at some point you would be on Inside the Actor Studio, but since we didn't get a chance to do that, <laughs> yeah. it was inevitable. We're going to do it here right now and go through Lipton's 10 questions. All right. So here we are back with Robo Cheese Man. <laughs> What's your favorite word? My favorite word is two, it's two words, on notice. <laughs> Great. What is your least favorite word? Um... My least favorite word is vegetables. For real? No, I just don't eat any vegetables. You don't? No, I'm a, I'm a horrible diet. Against them? No, I want to eat more. Yeah. I just they suck. I just they just don't have that appeal. Nope. That they need. No, like, taste good. They need a better publicist or marketing or something, <laughs> dude. Hey, salad. Who's repping salad right yeah, now? Yeah, it's just like they need a manager to come and just slip a business card and go like, "Hey, man, 
you got the talent. I don't know what's going on here. You might have bad representation, but you got the colors, dude. Man. I mean, yeah. I mean, Cauliflower's got a good yeah, PR person good, right now. Yeah. It's making a huge comeback, dude. Cauliflower is popping right now. It's on pizza. It's in buffalo sauce. Yeah, it's rocking. But like Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts are kind of coming up. They are with the uh, like great the, Abbott the, yeah the cooked Brussels yep. sprouts. Yep. Broccoli needs to figure something out. Broccoli's just kind of resting on the idea that like, look, we've been here. You know what we do. Yeah. Like, it's almost like when you see an Oreo co cookie commercial once every six years, you're like, yeah, that's, you don't need to do them any more frequent than that because right. we know who you are. Right. Solid classic. We know what you bring to the table. Yeah. But broccoli, cookie you need a little something extra. Like, get, get back with Velveeta, get some of those slow-mo, you know, melted cheese shots. That, that, it needs to get that's back the, That the was game. the original money shot. Yeah. Melted cheese that over was. broccoli. Um, broccoli. What turns you on? Turns me on. My wife. Wife cam. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Moving on. What's Hot women. <laughs> what, what turns you off? Nothing more beautiful on this planet than, I mean, it's just the best. Number one. It's just, it's just number one. What's that? It's just a whim. The way they're formed, like it's their best. whole, like to look at them. The and best. The, they're just, the way nature has designed them to be coveted it works i feel very lucky yeah. and fortunate to be around uh, when women are here yeah and it's just you know what makes me feel bad dude it's like nature is not perfect yeah and i'll explain to you this is the problem okay because we would be a better society if we could get past the fact that hot women are what we want because that's not going to make that's not going to pass down smart or sensitive genes yeah you know what i'm saying it's like there's always a nice smart girl but we always pass up on that for some like vapid Instagram model and like we'll do it every time and it's not our fault mm -mm. it's because nature has us programmed for that right and the reason is because we know nature somehow knows that if there's a famine or a war that girl can sell pussy this girl will never be able to sell her thesis in Belarusian literature <laughs> so if times get horrible yeah that one's more reliable and that's why hot women continue to dominate is because they are reliable in hard times and that is good for the survival of the species. You're welcome, Dude. fucking biology with Pappas. <laughs> I'm gonna say I take your class, you also got my vote. Uh, what, is, what turns you off? What turns me off? Uh, guys, if they don't have a wig on. <laughs> if you got a wig and you know, you're wearing a bra, yeah, it's like a Beyond Burger, I'm fooled. I mean, trans women, look, dude, if I'm fool, if I see a trans woman, it's like a Beyond Burger. Yeah. Maybe I want a break from meat. Yeah. But I still want a burger. <laughs> that's, going on the, that's going on stage tonight. What's your favorite curse word? Yeah, maybe I'll do that on stage. Yeah. Uh, favorite curse word is definitely uh, malaka, which is a Greek. Malaka is, the, the Greek curses are that incredible. Sounds fun. Yeah, malaka means like uh, the champion masturbator. Great. Like the number one, like the Michael Jordan of masturbation. Awesome. He sits around and just jerks off all day. Like a jerk off to the highest order. Do you have that guy? Who's a jerk off? Uh, Trump was kind of a jerk off. Like, oh, jerk. Okay. So I thought yeah. there was an actual number one masturbator. No, well, that's, but that's the curse. Like, they, okay. It's like they're, the curse is like you're a Malaka, meaning you're the champion masturbator, like the number one jerk off. Oh, number one jerk off. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant there was like literally, again, a legit guy that got famous for like, jerking it. You know, yeah. he was like, you know, 45 times a day. That's, you know. Why would not? Giannis, why, you know Giannis? Yeah, why would we not make the Olympics funner by having that? Why would that not be a sport? Yeah. Why not? Like that's, you just came up with the, like the dopest sport. You took the Malacca and like, boom, let's do it. How many times can you jerk off a day? 
Guess what? ESPN two would be chomping dude. That would at the be dope. That. that would. I've tuned, oh, I we would, don't have to air. Uh, I would fucking tune into that toss. before women's basketball. You kidding me? <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that I think that I don't know if you could put it on network. It probably have to go streaming. Maybe that could be the thing that Pax makes a comeback with. Yeah. Remember Pax? Pax. Maybe. Uh, yeah. There's a few networks that. Pax had like a couple softcore porns late night. I think. Revolt TV or Re- something. Yeah, Revolt yeah. TV. But I, that would that would be a real talent. A guy who can like, multiple, multiple, multiple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what what sound of noise do you love? What sound of noise do I love? Um, my my baby girl laughing is the greatest noise I've ever heard. That's a fucking a great answer. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Sound or noise do I hate? Uh, my wife's voice. <laughs> what profession? It's a joke. <laughs> of course. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, porn star. For real? If I could? Yeah. I mean, those dudes, those dudes, their blood pressure must be so low. Have you met porn stars? No. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they do, they, like, there's no need ever for blood thinners. Their blood pressure is low. Their job is to fuck and oh, yeah. come. Yeah. I uh, went to, uh, <laughs> was going to a Passover Seder at my aunt's house in Chatsworth, and Brad uh, Williams hits me up and goes, do you want to come by this porn set? I'm going to go by. I got invited by a porn star. And I was like, I mean, I'm on my way to the Seder. I got time to kill. I should probably show up with some stories. So I go, we walk in, guy in underwear opens the door, scratching his balls. It was like definitely in like a weird warehouse slash office strip mall type situation where there's just a bunch of doors close together and they all lead to, to trouble and problems and, uh, and STDs. And I open the door and we go into the back room and there's like a couple girls. There's a guy with like a little steady cam, almost like MTV, you know, unplugged back in the day or whatever, like the spring break shit where he's doing like crazy camera angles and zoom ins. And they're on this like, it looked like a little raft. And one of them's just like playing with herself. And the other one was like putting a dildo in her. And, um, <laughs> and I go to Brad, I go, should we like start clapping or something? Should we yeah. like make no, like I feel bad just watching and not like, you know, they're performing. Yeah. Like I felt again, like, you know, and the people at home watching, they can't, uh, you know, get a, an immediate response. And then one of them sees Brad and like starts talking to Brad while she's like playing with herself. And then and I then think she- you, the appropriate thing to do is like, if you're watching a comedy show, you laugh. If you're watching like at the end of an opera, you clap. But I think in that situation, you start jerking off. That's like, the, <laughs> that's, how that's you like show the clap. Respect. Yeah, that's the clapping that's the clap. of yeah. watching what they were doing. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know if I'd go back. It was definitely like it took a lot because then there was a girl in the lobby and she was like complaining to the guy. She was like, I just I can't do. And he he was like, Why? What's up? And she's like, I'm just super itchy. And he was like, Well, just fucking. I don't know. Well, what do you want me to do? Do you did you use the stuff? She's like, Yeah. I just can I just do it tomorrow. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. And it was just such a weird, real conversation. Right, right, right. Where I was just like sitting there, like reading texts from my mom, being yeah. like, did you want chicken tonight for yeah. the, you know? <laughs> it also kind of takes you out of the fantasies, like when you think. A thousand percent. Yeah. Seeing how it's made. Yeah, when they're like, oh, okay, can we just get this shot and I'm out of here? And then they go, oh, yeah, daddy, fuck me, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yas, daddy, yas. Yeah. That, like dead in. I love that yas, daddy, with like <laughs> their eyes are dead. They're just going, yas, daddy. Yas, like, daddy. I thought you really loved this. Yeah. Oh, uh, yas, daddy, more daddy. You're faking it. <laughs> Uh, what, what profession would you not like to do? Um, I, I definitely wouldn't want to be a cop right now. Yeah. Great answer. <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? No Turks allowed in here. These <laughs> are jokes. You get what I'm talking about, my Greek brother over here. Giannis Pappas, you got Let Me Be Giannis and Blow in the Light of Your Specials. You got a Comedy Central half hour, which is very fucking funny. Thank you, dude. It's one of the uh, few I watched. No joke. It was Thank you. fucking 
really great. Thank you. Um, you and know, my podcast, Long Days. Yes, your podcast, Long Days. Uh, and your Patreon, I know, is Patreon.com. crushing it. Thank you. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Yanni Long Days. What do people get with the extra goodies? You get a bonus episode every week wow. on Wednesday at the lowest tier. Then you get videos, all types of character pieces at the tier after that. Then there is a, I'm starting a $5,000 tier where I will come over your house and record an episode of Squeaky Clean in your bathtub with you. Bathing suits on. Only if you're a guy. Holy fuck. Yeah, because my bonus episodes, they're called Squeaky Clean. I do them in bathtubs. So when I go to hotels, I make sure the hotel has a bathtub so I can record an episode in a studio on the road. I do my fucking bonus episodes butt naked. You're brilliant. You don't need, you don't need, dude, you don't need, you don't need the business. You don't need the agency. I mean, dude, I got to get a Patreon going. That's fucking brilliant. You don't have one? No. Do a bo- yeah, you do one uh, like do one so episode and then a shit. bonus. I mean, and you just mentioning all the character stuff. I mean, that'd be a I mean, home you're, run. You're made for it. Whoa, yeah, dude, what a great idea! The bathtub, dude. Some, has somebody bit yet? They, dude. The fu- the funny has thing is, done a five thousand dollar. No, but happen. people are talking about it. But the funny thing is, like, I started it and I was going like, this is probably not a good idea. Like, it's not going <laughs> to work, right? You hear the water running and stuff, but like now people are like hopping in the bathtub. <laughs> And listening to it, and it's just funny to see like fans posting videos with their feet like moving in the in the bubble bath, yeah, and they're yeah. lit, and you hear my voice because like I, I encourage them. I'm like, L- take a bath while you're listening to it while I'm in a bath. It's just fun. That's amazing. And uh, so squeaky clean has kind of worked. It's kind of it's kind of working. It's just something I thought was funny and fun, and so I just tried it and like it works. And there could be a scenario where you go to somebody's house and you guys have such a great time. Where yeah. You're like I might start a secondary podcast with this stranger. Yeah. In the bathtub. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant, dude. Yeah, what a dude. fucking crazy. Business. You got to start a Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Well, start that a Patreon. that's the. I mean, I haven't investigated people's tears or heard about them like that, but that's uh, that makes me go, oh yeah, there's truly anything you can set the rules and. And tears and and uh, you look at a lot of guys on Patreon. I mean, with the hyenas, we were making a, a were, yeah. we were doing great, and then there's the few people uh, who are killing it on there. Yeah. The thing is, like, uh, Patreon is just a great option to go straight to the fans and have them to subscribe to your comedy, so you're free to be funny. Yeah, you don't have to worry about yeah. uh, any sponsorship or whatever. It's 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 cathartic if you have t- comedic uh, urge, you yeah. know, the urge to just let it go. Yeah. That's, that's what it is now. And you know, the, the, the reward is like, I don't even think you could make, unless you're like three or four people, I don't even know if you could make that type of money on TV anymore that you can make potentially yeah. on Patreon yeah. and your podcast and ads and et cetera. Yeah. You know who has a great Patreon? Pete Sampras. Now, what I really <laughs> want to quickly say before we end this is you on Tiger Belly with Bobby yeah. Lee yeah. pretending to be Pete Sampras to Kalila's mom yeah, was, was one of the greatest things I've ever seen on any <laughs> podcast because I'm a big tennis fan and fucking, I love Sampras. Yeah. And uh, that was so fucking incredible. And then I'm just like, what's the voice? And then you start talking, and it was like, it was all toot and tone. But I was like, you're also not wrong with the voice. Like, it was very... You know, uh, like, and how would she know how Pete Sampras she sounds no on the clue. phone? And she you, believed it. She thought it was him the whole way through the phone call. That was unbelievable. <laughs> you made her, she doesn't know that she, it was. I don't know what they did after I left, but um, yeah, they may have just not told her and just kept it going for fun. That's the move. Yeah, I hope they did that. Yeah, because she, you know, Pete Sampras, and that's how funny is that, that her mom loves Pete Sampras. How, how random is that? very specific. It's yeah. very specific. Yeah. And then when I pretended to be Pete Sampras, she freaked out. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I love you so much. Yeah, like Wait. if my mom was like, I fucking, fuck it. If Post Malone called, I would fucking just start playing with myself. Like, I bet that's a very odd choice of someone to be a big fan of. But 
Like she loves Bette Midler. That makes sense. Right. So I'm trying to work on a Bette Midler, see if I can just for her birthday call her up, you know. Is, she on, is Bette Midler on Cameo? Yeah, but there's no, I mean, if she is, there's no way that's affordable. Yeah, that's definitely. She's going, I don't want to do this. Someone at Cameo, maybe I used to fuck, so I'm going to hook it up. I'm going to get on there, but I'm going to set the price so high that nobody ever asks. Yeah, dude, she's like, her price is like gay icon level. <laughs> yeah, that's like her, you know, like, yeah, RuPaul, there's like a Elton few. Elton John. Elton yeah. John, that's like, yeah. Madonna. It'd be that, great. I bought a cameo there. from Lindsay Lohan for 200 bucks. I bought I, one from Rachel Dolezal for $79.99. <laughs> True story. Dude, oh, yeah, mine yeah, too. Yeah. Was it worth it? It was funny, yeah. Fuck, mine wasn't. She, no? It wasn't funny. I wrote a whole funny script for her to congratulate me on 100K followers and bu- bust my balls, and she just didn't do any of the jokes, and her lighting was bad. Couldn't even tell it was her. She fucking wished me good luck, said, like, follow your dreams, just all the shit I didn't want, and yeah. I was like, this so, is unusable. Yeah. Well, I wanted, you know, I wanted fucking, and she looked real. You should have just constructed on. her, pretend like she was black. She would have knocked it out of the park. <laughs> if I would have just said on the cameo, uh, just act like, just tell us you're black. She would have been like, here's the thing. I identify. I am. I still am. I still am. I mean, give that girl credit, dude. I know. She is still. I know. Uh, you watch her documentary where she's going like, I don't care what y'all say. I'm black. And you're going like, you, to me, she is. I'm going like, you know what? No. Fuck it, you are. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a statute of limitations of like, if you get away with it for like 10 years, there should be like a point where you're going like, all right, she's back. And the way she was able to fool, I'm more impressed with uh, other dudes who are like, Sean King, he's probably not. Yeah. I'm more impressed with him because at least with her, I understand how she got away with it for so long because she's got a big fat ass. And so, like, that's kind of like, you know when they say we, you lose to the Yankees because you can't see past the pinstripes? Yeah. That's like when brothers see a fat ass, they just go, like, they just distract it. You know what I mean? It's like the Yankee pinstripes. Wow. They can't, so it's like, she must be black. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she got away with it. She yeah. did. She went to black school. I mean, it's hilarious. She could start doing stand-up. She needs to do something, fans only or something, because I feel like right now, I feel bad for Fans only? Is that the OnlyFans competitor? Oh, I don't know what it's called. OnlyFans? OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> you know that a little too quick. <laughs> you corrected me quick. Every now and then I look down on my thumbs being like, how much could I get for these? <laughs> too many fucking cuts and blisters. Yeah, I heard that producer on, uh, one of the producers, I think, on Fighter and the Kid, uh, she has like a OnlyFans page or whatever, like Unreal. crushing it. Yeah. No judgment. All I am is jealous. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Giannis Papas, you're the fucking man, dude. Long days with Yanni uh, and YannisPapas.com um, uh, for tour dates. YannisPapasComedy.com for tour dates. And yeah, watch the special Blowing the Light and uh, check me out. I appreciate it. This was fun, Adam. Thank this you. This awesome, dude. I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.